0: This is the Comedian Mediums podcast, and I'm your host, Medium Missy Tolly. Also, spontaneously joining us is my friend and co-host Jesse Massengale. So, for those of you who are just now tuning in to our podcast, Jesse and I are both very busy moms, wives, and mediums, and this podcast is going to cover all things paranormal, supernatural, and unexplained in an explicit way, if you will. So. We started this podcast to offer you wisdom nuggets that we have learned along our journey. And these messages of hope, healing, and love are meant to reach everyone that has been touched by death in some way. So death is not final. It's just an event our souls experience. So with that, enjoy our funny, non-scripted, crazy podcast. We hope you follow along and make sure you check us out on mediummissy.com. All right, for our followers of the Comedian Medium podcast, we have Jesse with us today. And hey. so, hey Jesse, how have you been? We haven't talked in a while.
1: I know. I'm just this crazy life, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You've got a lot of kids in the background.
1: Yes. You'll so, probably hear a kid or two.
0: Yep, yep. Well, we have a really um interesting interview today with Kim she is the owner of A Creative Apothecary in Lakemore, Ohio. So, yes. Kim, why don't you introduce yourself?
2: Okay, so like Missy said, my name is Kim. Um, I do own A Creative Apothecary. We are just south of Ackerman, Lakemore, um, kind of right next door to Springfield Township, if that helps anybody out. Uh, we've been in business for over five years now. We just celebrated our five-year uh, anniversary on July 31st. Ooh. So we are excited for that. Um, prior to being here, we were over in Ellett and Road. We were there for three years. Um, we didn't realize that we were going to have to expand so quickly, and so at three years we ended up buying our own building and moving, and we've actually been in our location now for two years.
0: That's pretty awesome. I remember the old building, and the new building is beau—it's beautiful, and it's blue. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is blue, but that's going to be changing soon. Yes. I'm ironically, my husband and I are going to be painting it cream-colored on the outside. Ooh. And underneath the windows, all the way down around the building, we're going to put in um, stone.
0: Oh, nice. That'll be really, really beautiful. And what I can do is I can use some artwork, um, if you want, or a logo, and we can put it on the... Um, artwork for the podcast for this episode so um, oh, it's going to be there. yeah yeah so we'll get your information out there so um we've got a list of questions that we'd like to ask you and some like impromptu questions so i hope you're up for the challenge but um let our fans kind of get to know who kim is so what do you like to do for fun do you have any hobbies or weird things that you're into? Or do you do anything like roller skating or um, we had one person one time tell us that they like to do paintballing. So um, there's a lot of fun things out there. So what do you do for fun for you? What are you and your family like? Um, what's your family dynamic?
2: Well, um, my husband and I will be married 30 years here in December. Uh, we've lived in our house for fifteen, almost 16 years now, so we're kind of boring, we're set in our ways, uh, a lot of change doesn't happen. Um, we have many children, we have three of them still living in our house, so we have a almost 24-year-old, a 22-year-old and a 21-year-old still living in the house. <laughs> um, what I do for fun is I hide. <laughs> um, <laughs> from everybody um, we do a lot of swimming in the summertime we have an above ground pool um, so we don't get out of work until 9 o'clock at night so we will actually go and we're night swimmers oh, and nice. we have the lights on in the back and we swim from like 9 until midnight on hot nights um, in the winter time we just kind of hunker down in the living room and have a fire in the fireplace my husband and I do like to go to um, concerts We had a lot of them canceled because of, we called it the plague. Um, So the plague really screwed up our last year, but this year we're starting to get back into the groove. Um, Yeah, we just kind of hang out at the house. We're at work 65 hours a week. It doesn't give us a whole lot of time to do a lot of extra.
0: (laughs) What do you, um, what do you and Tom do um, for each other, like you have this thirtieth year anniversary coming up. Are you guys have any plans coming up for each other? Any surprises that you might be working on? You don't have to tell us about it. Well, but... if I
2: tell you that it won't <laughs> be a surprise. Um, but I think we're we're just gonna go to dinner. like I said, um, it's December, so, it's really, really usually snowy outside. We're usually snowed in at that time. I'm hoping our boys are planning a surprise 30th anniversary for us. Okay. Um, there's been whispers, so I'm kind of leaving that up to them right now. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, just kind of, we're right gonna now. have dinner and maybe have a party. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're so exciting
1: so i guess um a, a lot of people on here you know they they uh, always um are usually pretty much spiritual people in a way or in a sense um can you give us any like any or just one or two experiences that you've ever had that are cool to talk about like spiritual experiences uh spiritual or or anything. World? i mean <laughs> i mean anything anything you,
0: all
1: right. Jesse's like um, Kim. The still I've the beam. <laughs> Jesse. Okay. So. Jesse's like when still I was the five, <laughs> um, So when
2: I was five, I was really really sick. Um, I was born with spina A lot of people don't know that. Um, I didn't walk until I was almost fourteen. Um, but I was about five or six years old at this point, and my mom and my grandma and my aunt and a couple of my cousins and my sister and I were all out at Sand Run. Um, they had put a blanket down for me. I was sitting on the grass because obviously I can't get up and run and play. Um, but there's this lady that came out of the woods. Oh, I'm going to cry. Okay. So she was wearing all white. She had white hair. She had on a white backpack. She comes over. She touches my head, walks over to my mom, my grandma, my aunt, and says, she's not going to need surgery. And just walked. I mean, she turned around and literally like disappeared back into the woods.
1: Oh my God. just came and gave you the information and was like, here, do what you will. Wow. So
2: I have a doctor appointment on Monday, and I think this was like a Saturday afternoon. So on Monday, we go to the doctor, and they run tests and everything, and they're supposed to be getting ready for another surgery. And the doctor comes out and looks at my mom and says, well, take her home. She doesn't need the surgery. I don't know why you're here. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, so that was our first experience with that. Um, And I can still see her just as clear as day. Uh, Wow. So we're just going to say she was an angel.
0: Yeah, I would. You know, they say our angels are among us. You know, we're unaware of them, but that's amazing. So, yeah, it really
1: was. Oh, wow. Yeah, it really was. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, you say angels. So, like, what? What's your perception of death, dying, or like the afterlife? I mean, do you have like a, a, a perception of that? Like, what's your take on that? I guess. If you... It's 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 always been evolving. Okay, so um, we kind of grew up
2: learning to do and think what we wanted to think. Um, my dad's side of the family is Romanese gypsy. My mom's side of the family is Appalachian granny witch. So I just I come by this honest. Um, so. You know, everybody thinks that there's like a separation of heaven and hell. Uh, Some people, you know, say that there's nothing afterward. Some people think that we're living in hell now. We use the spirit board a lot. Some people call it a Ouija board, but we use the spirit board. We talk to spirits. That's why we call it that. I've talked to hundreds of people on the spirit board. Um, When I talk to people, I've known some people who were horrible, horrible people when they were alive, and now that they've passed away... They're not sad. They're not being tortured. They're not upset. Um, They're sorry for what they've done. They apologize. They want to make amends. They call it work. They're doing work. Um, So they're not able to do a lot of things. They don't have a lot of energy. Um, I don't think when we die that there is a heaven and a hell. I just think we go back to the place from where we came to decide what we want to do again. Um, scientifically they say that you cannot make nor can you destroy energy and so our essence our our inner being of us is energy in itself Mm -hmm. so when we die that energy isn't being destroyed or going anywhere else it has to go somewhere because you can't make or destroy energy that's a law right Um, Science has proven this. So that kind of helps back us up that when we die, we just go back to where we came. And then maybe we can decide if we want to come back and have another life. If we want to become a spirit guide, um, if we want to be an angel, whatever
1: it is that we decide we want to do, I think that's what's going to happen. Do you believe that we get to choose then if we're going to be a spirit guide or is it just given to us or do we have to learn lessons until... I think we learn lessons
2: until we're given that choice. Um, if anybody knows anything about a, um, your, your chart, your natal chart, um, yes. those empty spaces that don't have anything in them, there's 12 of them, but there's some spaces that are completely empty. They don't have any planets in them. They don't have um, anything in them. They're blank. They're empty. Yeah. Some of us believe that those spaces are how many lives we've already lived and learned those lessons.
0: I like that, Kim. That's really good, actually. I, mm-hmm. I, I really well, thank do, you. I think the listeners. Yes, yeah, so the world
2: according to Kim. So I have seven. So the world according to Kim says seven is like on my chart. So I've learned my lessons in those areas in those seven times. I still have five more times to go, and then I get to choose to do something else or come back and start over.
0: Yeah. I like that. So Uh I have a question for you. So for our listeners out there, they might misinterpret either what um, spiritualism is or what um, it is that you do for a living. So why don't you enlighten the listeners on what is misconception and what is, you know, what you would consider, you know, valuable, valuable or um I guess I don't know what to say, like something that would be rumor versus what is more accurate on what it is that you do with your shop, what um, you practice. Okay, okay. Um, all right,
2: so yeah, um, I'm a witch. Um, and, and that comes with a bad connotation. Uh, people think that we eat babies and that we put spells on people. And i got to tell you guys, I do not have time for that (laughs) And and to be honest with you. I just wouldn't use my energy. Okay. Um, but we also, well, there's a lot of us, not everybody, but a lot of us believe in the rule of three that whatever you do comes back to you times three. So we're not going to go and put spells out there on people for it to come back and fight us in the took Right. Right. So we're just not going to do that. Um, Yeah, so, and it does. We have that bad connotation of, and I don't understand why we were so taught that, like, for the uh, witch trials in Salem, that we were taught to be afraid of the witches and not of the people who were killing them. Yeah, that's that's interesting.
0: That's a great perception. And you know what, Kim, you said something to me about four years ago, I think. And when we were talking about witchcraft and, you know, I was interested in, you know, what is it? How can I learn more about it? Because I was hearing all kinds of like really nasty stuff and I had to learn for myself. And I've been to Salem several times and I learned even more about what it is to be considered a witch. And if you think about it, you, you and I had a conversation, you may not remember it, but you had mentioned to me that Witchcraft is exactly like having a birthday party and blowing out the candles in a cake. So do you want to tell the listeners what you meant by that?
2: Well, sure. And, you know, I still use that um, example to this day Uh, because we do have um, people who are not Wiccan or or practice witchcraft come into our shop um, for other services and they're like, well, I don't do witchcraft. And I said, I giggle and I tell them, I said, well, I bet you do. I said, you have birthdays? And they said, well, yeah. And I said, and you probably have a birthday cake and you have candles on it. And she says, yeah. And I said, so let me guess. You close your eyes, you think of something that you want, you put a wish out into the universe, you blow out the candles, and you don't tell anybody so that it comes true. Wow. And you can kind of see the color train from the face, and they go, yeah. (laughs) And I go, well, that's a candle spell. Wow! <laughs> it you is. know, and so everything, you know, um, Christianity, the Catholics, they they didn't start out; they were not the first here on Earth. Um, no, witchcraft was. We worshipped the old gods. We worshipped on the sides of hills. Um, we didn't have organized religion. And then when the Romans switched over to Christianity, they were like, "Well, how are we going to get everybody to follow us?" Well, let's put up churches where they already worship so we we went out to the hillside instead because we were like no nah, i don't care how fancy your building is we're still going to do what we do and that's what the word pagan actually means it means hillside dweller we went out to the hillsides and we worshiped because we didn't want to come into town to worship in your buildings so that's where pagan
1: comes from That's interesting. And it's interesting that you're saying, uh, when you told us at the beginning, was uh, that you were, you're just from gypsies and like all all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's funny that you say that because I'm also on my mom's side, we're descendants of gypsies as well. So that's pretty interesting. I I bet if if all of us go back far enough, we probably find out that that's probably pretty similar to all of us. probably all related.
0: Well, that's funny that you say that, Jesse, because I did my heritage, my lineage, and I am part, I'm part Romanian, and that's, yes, me too. so it's crazy that we have these gypsy souls that we're always, and it doesn't even have to be about always moving from place to place. It's about movement, spiritual yes. movement, and this awareness gross. that's happening. So that's really yeah, cool. Gross. Yeah.
1: It's spiritual growth.
2: It doesn't necessarily have to be a physical movement right no
1: yeah. yeah and that's yeah i just said you talking about going back in your lineage and stuff I, my mom went through and, and our lineage and actually found out that one of the people that were um, executed one of the witches that were executed is that is actually one of our distant relatives so that kind of correlates into all the stuff that i'm into now too and have been my entire life so it's just it all kind of goes together i bet yeah you look it up that's crazy. But, like, I mean, and on that, like, what's, what's a creepy, um, sorry, I'm, like, getting all messed up with my talking. I'm, like, what, what, what is, like, a creepy or fun fact that most people probably wouldn't know about you or your business? Like, is there anything, like, I don't know, creepy or weird that people <laughs> Everything it kind um, of is. No, <laughs> I mean, there, there of it. is no. There, <laughs> there is
2: actually something. Uh, when we first moved into the building, um, we had some instance, instances where things had been moved, things had disappeared. Um, we finally figured out. Well, we have several spirits in here, but the one name is Charlie. Um, He definitely lives in our building Um, when we first moved in he was a little menacing people were a little freaked out by him Nobody wanted to go into the basement Um, But then I finally just sat down One morning when my husband was at work when we were renovating and I just sat down and said hey What's your name? He told me his like I said his name was Charlie Um, He told me that he came to America from Ireland and he worked on the Erie Canal and that's where he made his money
0: Wow.
2: Um, and he, yeah, very cool, right? And then he moved here and uh, bought farmland and raised his family, and that's why he's still here. Um, one morning, well, like I said when we were renovating, I came in and I looked down the hallway, and there was a man standing in my hallway, scared the ever loving tar out of me. Okay, <laughs> and I mean, like seriously, like hairs on my neck. You know, I, I wanted to run, but I couldn't move. But I looked closer, and in that split second, in that moment, I realized it was actually Charlie. He showed himself to me. Big burly man, red hair, big, huge beard, suspenders, um, very old school, you know, school clothes kind of looking. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's you. You're Charlie. And then he disappeared. Okay, so then we kind of became friends. Things didn't feel so scary and creepy around here, right? Um, and then one day I went into our shipping and receiving room. And at the time you walked in and there's no lights, of course, and there's no windows in there. So it's pitch black and you have to walk halfway down the room and then kind of do a U-turn around these metal cases, um, to get to the light switch. And I had thought I had counted it out well enough that I could make it around there without like having my phone or anything out. And of course I left it, didn't have it with me here, I tripped you know, making my little U-turn walking around through there, and I tripped and I almost fell. All of a sudden, I got stood upright, the light switch came on by itself, and when I opened my eyes, I was literally a half an inch away from this metal uh, shelf, and if I had hit that, it would have literally sliced my face long ways, and I would have literally died there in a puddle of blood. Oh Oh, my God. And he was standing there. He stood me up and turned on the lights. That's amazing. Yeah, look and even. The he, the yeah, look wow. at that. That story was it's so scary. Terrible. The kids
0: are you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
2: So, um, so yeah, we have Charlie around here. So when things go bump and things are misplaced and you can't find things that were in their original spots, it was Charlie letting us know that he was there. You're blaming him. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question. Oh, no. And sometimes he appears and lets us know it was him. He's a little ordinary now in his old age.
0: Okay. <laughs> so I have, I have a question about um clients for you, Kim. So in your business, you so at a creative apothecary, you offer a variety of services and products. And with that can come, as Jesse and I are very well aware, um, Clients that come in, or customers that come in, that are needy or negative, or um, how? What would be a good piece of advice that um, you would give our listeners when they're going into a metaphysical shop? What should they look for um, energetically, or what should they steer clear of as far as like negative people? Because there's they te- there's a lot of like the same kind of questions, you know. About either paranormal activity or how to put spells on people or whatever. What's some like weird things that you would recommend to people and how you deal with like difficult customers?
2: (laughs) Um, First and foremost, I have to be pleasant regardless of the situation. Uh, You know, I can't, and, and I can feel things and I can feel energy really well. So as soon as you walk through the door, you know like this one person i just wanted to look at him and go oh you smell like drama and a headache go back away but i can't say that i'm the shop owner you know i can't shoot somebody away because you know they just they do they smell like drama and a headache but you have to put on your happy face um i've had people come in and um try to prophesize to me Um, About, you know, I'm going to hell because I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, and I just smile politely and tell people, well, you know, that's interesting because hell is a Christian concept I don't even believe in, but thank you, you know, Um, (laughs) but most of the time people are okay, but when you go into a metaphysical shop, and I still visit other people, um, you know, if I go out of town, I always try to hit all the local spots to see what they're doing, what I could do. That are here, maybe you know, just get ideas, pop in and say hi. Um, but you go with your gut instinct. It's it's that fight or flight. If you walk into a place and you feel like it's dreary and horrible and you don't want to be there, turn around and go home.
0: Yeah, I agree with that's that. Your,
2: your, that's your body yeah. telling you that's not the place for you. I've been to a you place. You should feel welcoming and light.
0: Yeah, I agree. I've been to a place that made me literally like I could not walk into that place it was so hard I had I did walk in for my husband but we we left very very shortly after so I'm, I
2: remember you telling me that story he had to actually physically help you out of there
0: yeah it was energetically draining and dense and heavy and you know not every place feels like that your shop Coming into your shop, and your shop is one of the largest in Ohio, if not the largest. Am I correct?
2: Well, we boast six thousand square feet. I don't personally know if anybody else has a bigger building, um, but we're pretty big, and mm-hmm. we offer a lot of services. But we—that's tr- one of the things that when we moved, because when we rented our first space, it's hard to do anything with something you don't own. Right. So you know, we painted it. We you know brightened it up. But when we moved into our own space, we wanted to make sure that we didn't do any of the things, like you said, when you walk into somebody's place and it's dark and dreary or the negativity is there. So we tried to balance and get rid of all of that when we moved in here and painted. And um, I have a broom by my door with the bristles sticking up. Because, well, the, oh my God.
0: The upside down broom at the door. <laughs> it's supposed to yeah. keep the negativity Wait, away. <laughs> Yeah,
2: so it brushes everybody's negativity off when they walk in and then when they leave it brushes off anything that they might have picked up while they're in the store. Yeah, funny.
0: That's really cool.
2: So, you know, we have little quirky things that I do because, you know, just the way I was raised.
0: Hang tight. Here's a word from our sponsor.
1: We are RKS Biohazard, here to help you with all your disinfecting needs, from biohazard cleanup to electrostatic disinfecting spraying that kills up to 99.9% of viruses, including COVID-19. You can find us on Facebook or at rksbiohazard.com. Phone number to reach us at 330-351-6980.
0: All right, for our followers of the Comedian Medium podcast, we have Jesse with us today. And hey. so, hey Jesse, how have you been? We haven't talked in a while.
1: I know. I'm just this crazy life, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You've got a lot of kids in the background.
1: Yes. You'll so, probably hear a kid or two.
0: Yep, yep. Well, we have a really um interesting interview today with Kim She is the owner of A Creative Apothecary in Lakemore, Ohio, so, Kim, why don't you introduce yourself?
2: Okay, so, like Missy said, my name is Kim. Um, I do own A Creative Apothecary. We are just south of Akron and Lakemoor, kind of right next door to Springfield Township, if that helps anybody out. Uh, we've been in business for over five years now. We just celebrated our five year uh, anniversary on July 31st,
1: so we we're excited
2: for that. Um, prior to being here, we were over in Ellett and Nasslin Road. We were there for three years. Um, we didn't realize that we were going to have to expand so quickly. And so at three years, we ended up buying our own building and moving. And we've actually been in our location now for two years.
0: That's pretty awesome. I remember the old building, and the new building is beau—it's beautiful, and it's blue.
2: <laughs> it is blue, but that's going to be changing soon. Yeah. Uh, ironically, my husband and I are going to be painting it cream-colored on the outside, Ooh. and underneath the windows, all the way down around the building, we're going to put in um, stone
0: oh nice that'll be really really beautiful and what i can do is i can use some artwork um, if you want or a logo and we can put it on the um artwork for the podcast for this episode so um it's gonna be wonderful yeah yeah so we'll get your information out there so um we've got a list of questions that we'd like to ask you and some like impromptu questions so i hope you're up for the challenge but um let our fans kind of get to know who Kim is. So what do you like to do for fun? Do you have any hobbies or weird things that you're into? Or do you do anything like roller skating? Or um, we had one person one time tell us that they like to do paintballing. So um, there's a lot of fun things out there. So what do you do for fun for you? What do you and your family like? Um, what's your family dynamic?
2: Well, um, my husband and I will be married 30 years here in December. Uh, we've lived in our house for 15, almost 16 years now. So we're kind of boring. We're set in our ways. Uh, a lot of change doesn't happen. Um, we have many children. We have three of them still living in our house. So we have a almost 24-year-old, a 22-year-old, and a 21-year-old still living in the house.
1: <laughs> um,
2: what I do for fun is I hide. Um, (laughs) from everybody. Um, We do a lot of swimming in the summertime. We have an above-ground pool. Um, So we don't get out of work until 9 o'clock at night. So we will actually go, and we're night swimmers. Oh, nice. we have the lights on in the back, and we swim from like 9 until midnight on hot nights. Um, In the wintertime, we just kind of hunker down in the living room and have a fire in the fireplace. My husband and I do like to go to um, concerts. We had a lot of them canceled because of, we called it the plague. Um, So the plague really screwed up our last year, but this year we're starting to get back into the groove. Uh, Yeah, we just kind of hang out at the house. We're at work 65 hours a week. It doesn't give us a whole lot of time to do a lot of extra.
0: (laughs) What do you, um, what do you and Tom do um, for each other, like you have this 30th year anniversary coming up. Are you guys have any plans coming up for each other? Any surprises that you might be working on? You don't have to tell us about it. Well, but... if
2: I tell you, that it won't <laughs> be a surprise. Um, but I think we're we're just gonna go to dinner. Like I said, um, it's December, so. It's really, really usually snowy outside. We're usually snowed in at that time. I'm hoping our boys are planning a surprise 30th anniversary for us. Okay. Um, there's been whispers, so I'm kind of leaving that up to them right now. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're uh, just kinda, we're okay. gonna have dinner and maybe have a party.
1: All right,
2: cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're so excited.
1: So, I guess um, a, a lot of people on here, you know, they, they uh, always um, are usually pretty much spiritual people in a way or in a sense. Um, can you give us any, like, any or just one or two experiences that you've ever had that are cool to talk about, like spiritual experiences? Uh, spiritual or... Or, or I, I mean, mean, anything. World. <laughs> I mean, anything. 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 All uh, like right!
2: <laughs> Jesse. okay, so Jesse's like Kim. Build the had. Jesse.
0: Jesse's
2: like So when I was five, I was really really sick. Um, I was born with spinal dysplasia. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. Um, I didn't walk until I was almost fourteen. Um, but I was about five or six years old at this point, and my mom and my grandma and my aunt and a couple of my cousins and my sister and I were all out at San run. Um, they had put a blanket down for me. I was sitting on the grass because obviously I can't get up and run and play. Um, yeah. but there's this lady that came out of the woods. Oh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Okay. So she was wearing all white. She had white hair. She had on a white backpack. She comes over. She touches my head, walks over to my mom, my grandma, my aunt, and says, she's not going to need surgery. And just walked. I mean, she turned around
1: and literally like disappeared back into the woods. Oh my God. Just, just came right? and gave you the information and was like, Here, do what you will. Wow. Right? So, I have a doctor
2: appointment on Monday. And I think this was like a Saturday afternoon. So, on Monday, we go to the doctor and they run tests and everything. And they're supposed to be getting ready for another surgery. And the doctor comes out and looks at my mom and says, Well, take her home. She doesn't need the surgery. I don't know why you're here. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so that was our first experience with that, um, and I can still see her just as clear as day. Um, wow. So, we're just going to say she was an angel.
0: Yeah, I would, you know, they say our angels are among us, you know, we're unaware of them, but that's amazing. So Yeah, it really
1: was. Oh, wow. Yeah, it really was. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, you say angels, so like what... What's your perception of death, dying, or, like, the afterlife? I mean, do you have, like, a, a, a perception of that? Like, what's your take on that, I guess? If you... it, it's it's always been evolving,
2: okay? So, um, we kind of grew up learning to do and think what we wanted to think. Um, my dad's side of the family is Romanese Gypsy. My mom's side of the family is Appalachian Granny Witch. So, I just, I come by this honest. Um, so... You know, everybody thinks that there's like a separation of heaven and hell. Uh, some people, you know, say that there's nothing afterward. Some people think that we're living in hell now. We use the spirit board a lot. Some people call it a Ouija board, but we use a spirit board. We talk to spirits. That's why we call it that I've talked to hundreds of people on the spirit board. Um, when I talk to people, I've known some people who were horrible, horrible people when they were alive and now that they've passed away, They're not sad. They're not being tortured. They're not upset. Um, They're sorry for what they've done. They apologize. They want to make amends. They call it work. They're doing work. Um, So they're not able to do a lot of things. They don't have a lot of energy. Um, I don't think when we die that there is a heaven and a hell. I just think we go back to the place from where we came to decide what we want to do again. Um, scientifically they say that you cannot make nor can you destroy energy and so our essence our our inner being of us is energy in itself Mm -hmm. so when we die that energy isn't being destroyed or going anywhere else it has to go somewhere because you can't make or destroy energy that's a law right Science um, yeah. has proven this. So that kind of helps back us up that when we die, we just go back to where we came and then maybe we can decide if we want to come back and have another life, if we want to become a spirit guide, um, if we want to be an angel, whatever it is that we decide we want to
1: do, I think that's what's going to happen. So do you believe that we get to choose then if we're going to be a spirit guide or is it just given to us or do we have to learn lessons until? I think we learn lessons until we're given that
2: choice. Um, if anybody knows anything about a um, your, your chart, your natal chart. Um, yes. Those empty spaces that don't have anything in them, there's 12 of them. But there's some spaces that are completely empty. They don't have any planets in them, they don't have um, anything in them. They're blank, they're empty. Yeah. Some of us believe that those spaces are how many lives we've already lived and learned those lessons.
0: I like that, Kim. That's really good, actually. I,
2: mm-hmm. I, I really well, thank do, you. I
0: think the listeners. is yeah, so the world
2: according to Kim. So I have seven. <laughs> so the world according to Kim says seven is like on my chart. So I've learned my lessons in those areas in those seven times. I still have five more times to go, and then I get to choose to do something else mm-hmm. or come back and start over.
0: Yeah. I like that. So uh-huh. I have a question for you. So for our listeners out there, they might misinterpret either what um, spiritualism is or what um, it is that you do for a living. So why don't you enlighten the listeners on what is misconception and what is, you know, what you would consider, you know, valuable, valuable or... Um, I guess I don't know what to say, like something that would be rumor versus what is more accurate on what it is that you do with your shop, what um, you practice. Okay, okay, Um, all right, so yeah,
2: um, I'm a witch. Um, And and that comes with a bad connotation. Uh, People think that we eat babies and that we put spells on people. And I got to tell you guys, I do not have time for that <laughs> I, And I and to be honest with you. I just wouldn't use my energy. Okay. Um, but we also, well, there's a lot of us, not everybody, but a lot of us believe in the rule of three that whatever you do comes back to you times three. Yeah, true so true. we're not going to go and put spells out there on people for it to come back and fight us in the took right, right. So we're just not going to do that. Um, Yeah, so, and it does. We have that bad connotation of, and I don't understand why we were so taught that, like, for the uh, witch trials in Salem, that we were taught to be afraid of the witches and not of the people who were killing them. Yeah, that's
0: that's interesting. That's a great perception. And you know what, Kim, you said something to me about four years ago, I think, And when we were talking about witchcraft and, you know, I was interested in, you know, what is it? How can I learn more about it? Because I was hearing all kinds of like really nasty stuff and I had to learn for myself. And I've been to Salem several times and I learned even more about what it is to be considered a witch. And if you think about it, you, you and I had a conversation, you may not remember it, but you had mentioned to me that Witchcraft is exactly like having a birthday party and blowing out the candles in a cake. So, do you want to tell the listeners what you meant by that?
2: Well, sure. And you know, I still use that um, example to this day uh, because we do have um, people who are not Wiccan or, or practice witchcraft come into our shop um, for other services, and they're like, "Well, I don't do witchcraft." And I said, I giggle and I tell them, "I said, well, I bet you do." Um, I said, you have birthdays, and they said, well, yeah, and I said, you probably have a birthday cake and you have candles on it, and she says, yeah, and I said, so let me guess, you close your eyes, you think of something that you want, you put a wish out into the universe, you blow out the candles, and you don't tell anybody so that it comes true, Wow. and you can kind of see the color train from the face, and they go, yeah, and I go, (laughs) well, that's a candle spell, wow. (laughs) It you is. know, and so everything, you know, um, Christianity, the Catholics, they, they didn't start out. They were not the first here on Earth, um, no, witchcraft was. We worshipped the old gods. We worshipped on the sides of hills. Um, we didn't have organized religion. And then when the Romans switched over to Christianity, they were like, well, how are we going to get everybody to follow us? Well, let's put up churches where they already worship so we we went out to the hillside instead because we were like no i don't care how fancy your building is we're still going to do what we do and that's what the word pagan actually means it means hillside dweller we went out to the hillsides and we worshiped because we didn't want to come into
1: town to worship in your buildings so that's where pagan comes from that's interesting and it's interesting that you're saying, uh, when you told us at the beginning, was uh, that you were, you're just from gypsies, and like, all, all that stuff, mm-hmm. and that's funny that you say that, because I am also, my, on my mom's side, we're descendants of gypsies as well, so that's pretty interesting, That I, I bet if, if all of us ha- go back far enough, we probably find out that that's probably pretty similar Jessie, to all of us. I, we're Jessie. probably all related.
0: Well, that's funny that you say that, Jesse, because I did my heritage, my lineage, and I am part, I'm part Romanian, and that's, so it's crazy that we have these gypsy souls that we're always, and it doesn't even have to be about always moving from place to place. It's about movement, spiritual movement, and this awareness that's happening. So that's really cool. Yeah. It's spiritual growth. It doesn't necessarily have
2: to be a physical movement right no yeah.
1: yeah and that's yeah And I just said you talking about going back in your lineage and stuff I, my mom went through and, and our lineage and actually found out that one of the people that were um, executed one of the witches that were executed is that is actually one of our distant relatives so that kind of correlates into all the stuff that I'm into now too and have been my entire life so it's just it all kind of goes together I bet yeah. you look it up that's crazy. Cute. But like, I mean, and on that, like, what's what's a creepy? Um, sorry, I'm like getting all messed up with my talking. I'm like, what? What, what is like a creepy or fun fact that most people probably wouldn't know about you or your business? Like, is there anything like I don't know, creepy or weird that people? <laughs> Everything, there kind um, of is no
2: there is actually something uh, when we first moved into the building um, we had some instance, instances where things had been moved things had disappeared um, we finally figured out well we have several spirits in here but the one name is Charlie. Um, He definitely lives in our building Um, when we first moved in he was a little menacing people were a little freaked out by him Nobody wanted to go into the basement Um, But then I finally just sat down One morning when my husband was at work when we were renovating and I just sat down and said hey What's your name? He told me his like I said his name was Charlie Um, He told me that he came to America from Ireland and he worked on the Erie Canal and that's where he made his money Wow. Um, and then he, yeah, very cool, right? And then he moved here and uh, bought farmland and raised his family. And that's why he's still here. Um, one morning, well, like I said, when we were renovating, I came in and I looked down the hallway and there was a man standing in my hallway, scared the ever-loving tar out of me. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, like seriously, like hairs on my neck, you know, I, I wanted to run, but I couldn't move. But I looked closer, and in that split second, in that moment, I realized it was actually Charlie. He showed himself to me. Big, burly man, red hair, big, huge beard, suspenders, um, very old school, school clothes kind of looking. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's you. You're Charlie. And then he disappeared. Okay, so then we kind of became friends. Things didn't feel so scary and creepy around here, right? Um, and then one day, I went into our shipping and receiving room, and at the time, you walked in, and there's no lights, of course, and there's no windows in there. So it's pitch black, and you have to walk halfway down the room, and then kind of do a U-turn around these metal cases um, to get to the light switch. And I had thought I had counted it out well enough that I could make it around there without, like, having my phone or anything out. And of course, I left it, didn't have it with me. Here, I tripped you know, making my little U-turn walking around through there, and I tripped and I almost fell. All of a sudden, I got stood upright, the light switch came on by itself, and when I opened my eyes, I was literally a half an inch away from this metal uh, shelf, and if I had hit that, it would have literally sliced my face long ways, and I would have literally died there in a puddle of blood. Oh, my God. And he was standing there. He stood me up and turned on the lights.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, look even. Yeah, look at that. That story was so scary. The kids are (laughs) still. That's
2: awesome. So, um, so yeah, we have Charlie around here. So when things go bump and things are misplaced and you can't find things that were in their original spots, it was Charlie letting us know that he was there. You're blaming him. <laughs> so, I have a question. Oh, no. And sometimes he appears and lets us know it was him. He's a little ornery now in his old age. Okay. <laughs>
0: so, I have, I have a question about um, clients for you, Kim. So, in your business, you, so at a creative apothecary, you offer a variety of services and products. And with that, can come, as Jesse and I are very well aware, um clients that come in or customers that come in that are needy or negative or um how what would be a good piece of advice that um you would give our listeners when they're going into a metaphysical shop what should they look for um energetically or what should they steer clear of as far as like negative people because there's they there's a lot of like the same kind of questions you know about either a paranormal activity or how to put spells on people or whatever. What's some like weird things that you would recommend to people and how you deal with like difficult customers?
2: <laughs> um, first and foremost, I have to be pleasant, regardless of the situation. Okay. Uh, you know, I can't and, and I can feel things and I can feel energy really well. So as soon as you walk through the door, you know like this one person i just wanted to look at him and go oh you smell like drama and a headache go back away but i can't say that because i'm the shop owner you know i can't shoot somebody away because you know they just they do they smell like drama and a headache but you have to put on your happy face um i've had people come in and um try to prophesize to me um, about, you know, I'm going to hell because I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, and I just smile politely and tell people, well, you know, that's interesting because hell is a Christian concept I don't even believe in. But thank you. You know, um, <laughs> but most of the time, people are okay. But when you go into a metaphysical shop, and I still visit other people, um, you know, if I go out of town, I always try to hit all of the local spots to see what they're doing, what I could do better here, maybe, you know, just get ideas, pop in and say hi, Um, but you go with your gut instinct. It's it's that fight or flight. If you walk into a place and you feel like it's dreary and horrible and you don't want to be there, turn around and go home.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: That's your body telling you that's not the place for you. I've been to a place. You should feel welcoming and light.
0: Yeah, I agree. I've been to a place that made me literally like i could not walk into that place it was so hard i had i did walk in for my husband but we we left very very shortly after so i
2: remember you telling me that story he had to actually physically help you out of there
0: yeah it was energetically draining and dense and heavy and you know not every place feels like that your shop Coming into your shop, and your shop is one of the largest in Ohio, if not the largest. Am I correct?
2: Well, we boast six thousand square feet. I don't personally know if anybody else has a bigger building, um, but we're pretty big, and mm-hmm. we offer a lot of services. But we—that's tr- one of the things that when we moved, because when we rented our first space, it's hard to do anything with something you don't own. Right. So you know, we painted it. We you know brightened it up. But when we moved into our own space, we wanted to make sure that we didn't do any of the things, like you said, when you walk into somebody's place and it's dark and dreary or the negativity is there. So we tried to balance and get rid of all of that when we moved in here and painted. And um, I have a broom by my door with the bristles sticking up. Because, the, oh my God.
0: The upside down broom at the door. <laughs> it's supposed to yeah. keep the negativity
2: Wait, away. Energies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right,
2: so it brushes everybody's negativity off when they walk in and then when they leave it brushes off anything that they might have picked up while they're in the store.
0: Yeah. Funny. That's really cool.
2: So, you know, we have little quirky things that I do because, you know,
1: just the way I was raised. Hey guys, this is Medium Jesse And Missy. And we are the Comedian Mediums, and we are so thankful and grateful that you decided to join us today on our podcast, and we hope you have a great day. To get a free live reading with us on the podcast,
0: please put the subject line podcast reading entry and email us at mediummissy@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Namaste!